Hey, welcome back to, oh, I almost said Beginning Balance. Beginning Balance is another podcast that I'm on. This one is called The Beautiful Business. So that's what I'm welcoming you to, The Beautiful Business. We're talking about inventory again this week. And I've got it in my head that inventory is, it's like the secret weapon. It's like, it's the big idea. It's the big idea. I think that I presented some 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 notes on inventory in uh, the last episode, and then uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. And then in the interim, I sent an email that got some replies from people where they said some things to me about their ideas for inventory. And I thought, oh, okay, I did not teach it as well as I thought I taught it. I did not make the point that I wanted to make it. Now, by the way, um, you don't have to get it my way. You can do your own thing. You're smart, capable, and you do whatever you want in your business. And I think whatever you do will be fantastic. I do want to make this point as clear as I can, because I think there's something in here for all of us who want to pursue or think we want to pursue a one-on-one -on -one coaching business. And so let me get my slides on my screen. None of you need to email me about these slides, by the way. They are literally just one sentence. There's no great graphics. And I won't share the slides anyway, nor will I share this video. But I will use the slides as my guide through the conversation. So where I want to start is with the idea of what it means to be full or not full in a one-on-one -on -one coaching business. And as I thought about this over the last week, I realized that there have been, you know, I probably had my first coaching clients somewhere in the 2008 or 2009 range. And in probably 2016, I was working with and having calls with as many as 40 something clients in a month. Um, and that was more than I'm currently doing. It's not a lot more than I'm currently doing, but I never considered myself full. And today I consider myself functionally full. Now, there will be some of you listening to this who have sent me emails about the possibility of working together one-on-one. -on -one, and I think we're going to find a way to work with each other because although I, I consider myself functionally full, it's not that I've absolutely maxed out every available hour, but I am getting to the point where I'm having to admit to myself that the next client that I sign will start to make it hard for any of my other clients to ever reschedule with me. That that's where I'm getting right now in terms of fullness, where I don't have much, I don't have much slack in the system. And where there's no, when there's not much slack in the system, now we have to consider, well, wait, do I have to open up time to make room for reschedules because rescheduling is a fact of life. That's what I mean when I say I'm approaching full. But I can only be approaching full because I have defined my inventory ahead of time. This is where there was some confusion, I think, in the, in the replies I was getting to my most recent, uh, one of my recent emails. When I say I'm full, it's because I have defined Tuesdays and Wednesdays, certain hours of Tuesday and Wednesday as my coaching hours. That's my inventory. So it's not that I'm saying to myself, well... I hope I can get at least X clients and then just sort of chasing that number of clients. It's me saying, no, these are my hours and I'm going to sell those hours. And when those hours are sold, I'm finished. Some of the replies I got to my message said things to the effect of, well, I'm de uh, depending on what I'm able to do in the next couple of months, I will be occupying this amount of inventory or something. It was still, there was no evidence that some of these uh, good people who replied to the messages had committed to the idea that this is my inventory. This is my focus. We're going to talk throughout this call about why I think that's detrimental and why I think there's benefit to saying, these are my current hours. I'm focused on selling those hours and I'm not I'm not focused on getting as many as quote unquote, as many as I can. So for me, full is I have reached I have sold the number of sessions, the number of hours in a in a given week that I decided ahead of time to sell. I'm not letting the possibility of future clients determine my availability. I'm determining my availability. That's what full is. Not full is I determined my availability and some number of those hours is still is still available to be purchased. That's the difference of full and not full. And that's what it means to truly commit to inventory. Now, the whole thing is a mental construct, right? 
some of you might hear this and, and, and rightly say, well, you're just sort of making it up. There's no, there's not an actual inventory because you could open up Thursdays. You could open up Fridays. So you've just manufactured this. Well, yeah, the whole working world is a, is a mental construct that just happens to be defined around what, you know, happened in sort of labor disputes during the, during the industrial revolution in the early 1900s, we're like, well, we should probably only work eight hours a day, five days a week. And then that just sort of survived till today. So it's still just made up. Until you're coaching 168 hours per week, you're technically not full, are you? So all I'm doing is saying, I want to put myself in the driver's seat in my business. I want to be the determiner of what hours I'm available and what hours I'm not. So yeah, it's a mental game. Everything's a mental game. I think there are advantages to playing this game in this way. The single biggest one, the one that I was aware of hypothetically before I even taught this and before I became quote unquote full myself was that using inventory can help you feel more confident more of the time. And confidence is everything in coaching. It may be everything in other places too, but I spend all my time in the world of coaching. The person who can walk around feeling genuine, authentic confidence will win. Sooner or later, you will win. In next week's episode, we're going to talk about why I think one-on-one as a coaching business is brilliant because I can guarantee success. But the foundation of that success, the thing that drives that guarantee is confidence. Meaning once a person has real confidence, I can guarantee their success. And inventory can be a tool you use to build your confidence. How? Because it, it shifts you from saying, I hope I can get more. I hope I can get more clients to at the moment, I'm willing to accept this number of clients. There's such a different attitude between those two statements, such a different attitude between I hope I can get more and this is the number I will accept. And when you set your inventory and you do the mental and emotional heavy lifting that it requires, because it does, it's hard to say, In my case, I find it difficult or I found it difficult in the past to say my availability is Tuesday and Wednesday for a certain number of hours. If someone emails me and says, I would love to coach with you, but I can only coach on Thursdays. I could only meet on Thursdays. I do not find it easy to say, sorry, you let me know when you have some availability on Tuesday or Wednesday, and we'll see when we sync up. It's a very different attitude that I'm bringing to that interaction. It's the difference between the client feeling like they are dictating the terms of the relationship and the feeling that we are, we are collaborating on the terms of that relationship using my inventory as the basis for that collaboration, sort of as the, the, the framework for that collaboration. Now, some of you, again, you might be thinking, but it's, it's weird to have somebody email you and say, I can meet on Thursdays and to tell them, no, this may not apply to all of you, but it would never occur to me to say yes to a client who wanted to meet on Sundays or Saturdays. I, if somebody said, well, I can only meet on Saturday mornings. I'd be like, no, Saturday mornings. I'm whatever I'm lounging. I'm working in my yard. I'm cleaning my garage. I'm hanging out with my family. I don't work on Saturday mornings and I definitely don't work on Sundays. Now, some of you may say, no, Saturdays and Sundays are part of my inventory and I'm intentional about that. Perfect. Perfect. But it's the attitude that I'm bringing to that interaction that matters. What you will find is when you allow your clients to completely dictate the terms of the relationship, by telling you, well, you know what? I know that you normally work with clients in this way on these days at these times, but it's only going to work for me to do something different. I promise you that client will end up being not your favorite client. Not your favorite client. Now, does that mean I'm, 
you know, dogmatic or mean or arrogant in my interaction with the prospective clients. I hope not. I hope I bring some humility to those interactions because I'm so honored when anyone wants to coach with me. But I still want them to coach with me within the terms that I've defined. And the most basic term that I've defined or the most basic condition that I've defined is I coach on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Now, someday in the future, a future podcast will be like, oh, I was meeting with a client this Thursday. And you're like, what the heck? Well, I'm allowed to change my inventory. We're all allowed to change our inventory. Tuesday and Wednesday just happened to be what I've set now, but I set it. I set it and I used it as part of engaging with my business with total confidence. By the way, I expected to feel a different kind of confidence once I was functionally full, once my inventory was functionally sold out, but I did not impact, uh, anticipate the size of the impact on my confidence. I, I consider myself a confident person. But once I was getting emails from people who are saying, I'd love to work with you. And of course, I'm thrilled to get those emails. I just noticed the difference in feeling, the difference in the emotion and went from something like relief. Oh, thank goodness. Somebody wants to work with me. And it shifted to something more like, I don't know, ease, gratitude, something like, oh, good. Of course. Um, shoot, I'm kind of full at the moment. We're going to have to find a time. We're going to have to reconnect when I have availability. But it was no longer about them satisfying or alleviating my fear. And it became more about me just feeling like, yep, it's another day at the office. This is great. Can't wait to get to know this person. We're going to have to see when we can fit them in. It's a completely different mindset. I did not anticipate what a big shift it would be for me because maybe out of arrogance, I thought, no, I'm already a very confident person. No, it made a huge difference. This is why for many of you who are saying, when you talk about your inventory, you're talking in hopeful or aspirational terms. I hope I could have this much inventory. That tells me that you still haven't made the shift to say, no, really, I am currently trying to invite a client to occupy the Thursday 10 a.m. hour. That is my inventory. If a person you know, reaches out to me and says, well, I could meet with you on Wednesdays. My first reaction is going to be, you know what, actually right now it's Thursday at 10 AM. And if they say, I really can't do it, then you get to say, okay, I'm going to give this some thought. I'm going to decide whether it's time for me to open up a Wednesday hour. It's just such a different mindset. And I promise you that mindset will come through in your conversations with people. It's the difference between you saying, hey, I've got an opening Thursdays at 10 a.m. And you saying, hey, whatever works for you works for me. Those will be different client interactions. They will be different client relationships. And the saddest thing is, and I experienced this in 2016-ish when I had tons of clients. It was the difference between me feeling like I'm winning and me feeling like I'm always behind. And in 2016, I felt like I was always behind because I had not defined inventory and then confidently sold that inventory. Committing to the idea of inventory does introduce a different type of work into the business. This is where the rubber meets the road in a coaching practice, a true one-on-one -on -one coaching practice. It shifts you from doing the work of more to doing the work of enough. And this is mental, emotional work completely. Now, there are some practical parts to this, tactical stuff like how do I actually manage the calendar and how do I manage the relationships with the clients? That stuff's easy. The hard work is the work of enough. The hard work is saying Tuesdays and Wednesdays are full. It's enough. I'm going to sit here and be in this state and shift my brain out of an attitude of constant pursuit and into an attitude of enoughness. I consider it hard work. 
It may not be hard for other people. I consider it hard work. One of my justifications for saying it's hard work, which probably can and should be challenged, is that my revenue, my business revenue is the only revenue in my household. My, I don't have another job and my wife doesn't have paid employment. So when I say that I'm committing to enough, I am saying the household will not be generating more money in this area. And there are constant pressures, right? We're looking at a new car as a family right now. We're talking about vacations. I have goals that relate to my uh, paying off my house and relating to long-term savings. And there's always another thing to buy and another thing to enjoy. So committing to inventory as the construct for my coaching business is simultaneously, it, it's introducing this tension of wanting more, but accepting less. And I think if there's one thing that people in the self-help world and coaches in particular are going to rage against or have massive resistance to, it will be saying, I am going to accept less so that I can um, let go of the pursuit of more. I happen to think that it is the path to mental health and happiness. But that doesn't, for me, speaking for myself, that doesn't make it easy. It just makes it worthwhile. Now, am I open to be debated, open to being debated on this topic? Absolutely. In fact, I think being debated on this topic would be very, very good for me and for my, it is to stress test these ideas. But when I commit to inventory, when I say Tuesdays and Wednesdays are my days, and they are now full, and someone else wants to give me money, and I know that I could use that money for A, B, or C in my personal life or my business life. That is tension. And what I'm saying at the moment is that I prefer that tension, that stress, to the stress of how can I get more? Where's the next thing going to come from? What about my next launch, et cetera, et cetera? I'm choosing one kind of tension over the other. And I have evidence from my own life, from my own brain, and from observing high-earning clients, that for me, the, the tension and the stress of accepting enough is preferable to the tension and stress of pursuing more. Inventory will, committing to inventory as a construct will give you the opportunity to discover and work through that tension. And you may find, and I fully support you, that when you get there, you want the tension, the stress of pursuing more. You want that tension and stress more than you want the hard work of accepting enough. I will still say that eventually the pursuit of more is going to leave you high and dry. I, I, in the long run, the pursuit of more has to turn into the acceptance of enough or you will never, in my opinion, be a person at rest, a person who's experiencing peace of mind. So we're doing the work of enough rather than the work of more. Now, let me try to, let me try to sell you enough as an alternative to more. These are all my opinions and yes, they're open for debate and you can reject them wholesale right now. That's not a problem. In my opinion, more is a fundamentally deficient state. So when we, in the coaching world, when we talk about abundance, it's my opinion that talking about abundance and talking about possibility, that all of it has to be grounded in an idea, in a sense of deficiency. Because if I'm always looking at what's possible in terms of more, then I have to acknowledge that what I currently have is deficient. Now, people might debate that with me and say, no, 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 I can love and be grateful for what I have now and I can want more on top of it. Fair. I, I totally believe you can. I don't have much experience with people who do that. In my coaching, in my work with clients, in my interactions with other people, those who are pursuing, who are steadily pursuing more seem to view what they currently have as deficient in some way. And it sounds like them saying it's good, but it could be better. I'm enjoying what I have, but I'd like to have more. 
So there's some deficiency built into it. Whereas the idea of enough brings with it sufficiency. This is sufficient. It's a peaceful state. It's, it's at a basic level, it's looking at a thing or a situation and saying this is instead of saying this is not. For me, it's more, it's a more positive, the, the state of enough is more positive than the state of pursuit, the state of more. And I know I'm getting abstract here and it doesn't necessarily, I could, I could teach the same lesson in my money school classes and I probably will. But this all roots back, it goes back to the root idea of inventory and inventory is is built around enough and a lack of inventory is built around more. It's built around pursuit. When I'm, when I'm working with enough, then I get to um, completely focus on this client. Oh, my slides are out of order here. I get to completely focus on this client. When I'm working in the idea of more, I have to look past this client. Well, do I have to? Okay, probably not. I don't have to. But that's where the natural pull will be. When I'm always looking for more, I'm looking past this client to the next client, to the next launch, to the next whatever. But when my Tuesdays and Wednesdays are full, I find it very easy to be totally present with this client, both when we're on our call together and when I'm just working on things in the background as I go on a walk or as I chat with my wife. And I think, oh, I've got to share that with him or I've got to share that with her. My, my RAM, my, my cognitive capacity is freed up to work, on, to work on the problems of the people that I'm currently serving. And it's not occupied in wondering how to get more people to serve. So being in a state of enough lets me focus on this client. Being in a pursuit of more asks me to look past this client. In a state of enough... I can say I'm successful now, which is, of course, it's a thought. I can think that thought anytime I want. I find it easier to think that thought with my Tuesdays and Wednesdays occupied exactly as I decided ahead of time. I am successful now. You know what's funny? I've made, um, you know, in, in, in all of the recent years going back, I don't know, however many years, my business generates hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in revenue. But it's not until my Tuesdays and Wednesdays are fully occupied and I feel like I intentionally defined those as my inventory that if someone said, how's, you know, how's your business? I'd say, you know what, actually it's really successful. It's, it's going right now. It's going exactly as I want it to. Because I set an intention and then I worked to that intention. Even in, um, you know, this year won't be my highest earning year. Last year wasn't my highest, highest earning year. My highest earning year was probably 2018 or 19. And <laughs> I felt very unsuccessful and very miserable in 2019 in my business. And I was absolutely in those days, I was in a state of, I will be successful when. And today, earning, I mean, actually, I'm earning very well. I, I shouldn't act like I'm not earning a lot. Last year was a little bit lower. This year's great. Next year will be great. I'm successful right now. That's, a, that's, a, that's coming from this mindset of enoughness. Being in a state of enough, it's more of a, I'm satisficing. Now, I don't know how many of us have heard the word satisfice. To satisfice is to say, I'm looking at all my available options and I'm choosing this one as the best. That's what I'm doing with a one-on-one -on -one coaching business. It's what I'm doing with the beautiful business as a philosophy. I'm saying I could coach all these hours. I could launch all these businesses. I could have all these business models. I could do all these things, but I'm looking at all my available options. I'm weighing what I think contributes most to my happiness and I'm satisficing. I'm saying this is sufficient. And I'm doing that as opposed to maximizing. If I'm in a maximizing state, then I'm always saying there's more, there's more, there's more. I can launch bigger. I can launch better. I can add another product. I can do another ad campaign. It's maximizing. And yeah, my opinion is that maximizers are less happy than satisficers. That is my opinion. 
I have evidence for it. So those are some ideas to maybe try to sell you the idea of enough as opposed to the idea of more. It does bring its own work, but I think it's work that can pay off now and forever. Committing to the idea of, inv of inventory, uh, it invites you, it ends up inviting you to have and keep a day job. Now, some of you who've been me around me for a long time know that for me, day job is, uh, it's, uh, it's a metaphor. It's not a literal day job, although it might be. It might be a literal day job and there would be nothing wrong with that. When I talk about a day job, what I'm saying is, my Tuesdays and Wednesdays, as of now, my Tuesdays and Wednesdays end up feeling like my day job in a great way. These uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays end up being sort of the physical anchor of my week and the mental and emotional anchor of my week. I'm a person who struggles with a lot of distraction. I'm a person who struggles with um, a certain flavor of anxiety that sort of like surges in weird ways and at weird times. And of course, I work with my coaches and my therapist on that. But Tuesdays and Wednesdays end up being this really great day job mechanism in my life where when I have a million ideas and my brain is going a million miles an hour, which it usually is, I can lean back on the anchor of Tuesday and Wednesday and I feel this calm because it's I, I look at my actual calendar and I say, okay, there we are, Tuesday and Wednesday. These clients on Tuesday, these clients on Wednesday. It shifts my brain over into thinking about those clients. It calms me and it says, that is the meat of your work week. So not only is it occupied, but you don't have to wonder what are all the things I could be doing or should be doing right now because my day job is already telling me this is what you're, this is the meat of your week. And I don't know about other people, but I struggle with um, just sort of pinballing around my world and around in my own brain without that kind of anchor. That's one of the things I love about having inventory is it becomes my day job. Some people don't need it. As I observe, as I observe some of the clients I've worked with in the past, they seem to be able to focus and center themselves without that day job mechanism. They can be sort of in perpetual launch mode. And although it doesn't seem like a fun place to be, they seem to make it work. I have never shown evidence of making it work. I do much better with a grounding mechanism like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And not just Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the days that I work, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays, these are the specific appointments that I have. So it becomes a calming mechanism. It becomes a steady, stable uh, kind of income. It just changes everything about how I'm thinking about my week. It opens the door to me allocating a high percentage of my brain, my mental capacity, my emotional capacity to the fulfillment of my commitments on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then leaves just enough space for me to do a lot of daydreaming on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And I want to daydream. I have a lot of ideas, new businesses, new business models. It's all great. Excited about all of it. But without the anchor of my day job, I tend to start a million projects and then quit them. I tend to stress out a ton about things that don't deserve any of that mental energy. And so I love my day job and inventory creates a powerful day job mechanism for you, even if your day job is two hours a week, because that's the inventory you've currently defined. There's a couple of ways to apply the inventory concept. Many of you are currently thinking, well, I'm already busy. I don't really need to define my inventory because I've got, I've got clients running at a good clip and yeah, the, the inventory thing, I'm not sure it applies to me. And you know what? Fair enough. It might not. It might not be useful to you. And I totally can see that. But if you're already busy, I would, I would challenge you to define some inventory 
gradually shuffle your clients, the current clients you're already working with into that inventory. This is what I've done over the last few months. Reach out to a client say, hey, I know we normally meet on Thursdays. Could we meet on Tuesdays? Just shuffling my current clients into my, into my inventory and then inviting new clients to also fill what's left. And, you know, the rest of this episode has been about what I believe to be the benefits of that. So if you're already busy, use the, uh, consider using the inventory concept to um, calm and to bring calm and structure to your business and to reduce the number of decisions you're having to make in any given moment in your business, where people are saying, are you, do you have availability? When could you meet? And then you're like, well, I could meet this day. I could meet that, that day. Instead, it's just, here's what I have. In fact, in the next couple of months, I hope to have a page on my website that says, this is what I currently have available. I mean, it's literally Tuesdays at noon. If you want to be on the Tuesday noon wait list, sign up here. It could be that specific. So if you're already busy, I would encourage you to consider this. One of the best things about defining inventory, by the way, was that it'll, it'll create a clear break between your one-on-one coaching activities and maybe your teaching training scalable activities. Like maybe you're going to pursue a membership as well or a group or any number of other things. It will create a clear break between them. So you can say, well, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, in my case, I work, I, all my focus is on my one-on-one clients. And then on Thursdays, I do some daydreaming about other possibilities. For those of you who would like to be busier, I think you will find it even harder to commit to the idea of inventory. And I talked about that at the beginning of the episode. Because your brain will be so desperate for a certain kind of validation that anytime you have the opportunity or even the hint of the opportunity for that kind of validation, you will want to pounce on it. And all I can say is that's going to come through in the way you're talking, the things you're offering, and the way you're pricing, it's, it's going to come through. So I would just challenge you to say, this is my inventory. That's what I'm offering right now. And then let the busyness come, the busyness that you desire, let it come as a result of your commitment to that inventory and let momentum build. I could open Thursdays right now. It's not absolutely out of the question for sometime in 2023. But we all can now, we know now that if I open up Thursdays, I won't be coming from a place of desperation. I'll be coming from a place of desire, sort of a, a more settled desire saying, okay, I got my Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Life is feeling really good. Do I feel a particular inspiration? Do I feel a call to open up Thursdays? And I know that's, not language maybe you're accustomed to me using, but that is how I think. Do I feel a call? Do I feel, do I feel an intuition to open up Thursdays? Do I want to serve maybe some other people in a different way? For example, right now I'm thinking a lot about working with couples. Um, and so I find myself thinking, well, if I want to work with couples, maybe that means opening a, up a couple of hours per week to start working with couples and then let momentum build in the couples side of the business, because I, I would almost define couples specific inventory in the business where I say, okay, yeah, I am going to open up Thursdays, Thursdays at four and 5 PM or something. I'm going to work with couples. Now I can build momentum within that new initiative because my, most of my current time is filled between, um, coaches that I'm coaching and the referrals that I get from those coaches. And that's great. So probably 40% of my clients or 30% of my clients are not coaches and 60 or 70% are coaches. That's my Tuesday, Wednesday. I can use inventory to sort of pursue new things within my one-on-one business. All of this is built around the clarity that inventory brings. Last thought for today. There is such a thing in my mind as the pursuit of more that is grounded in enough. And it sounds something like what what I mentioned earlier. My Tuesdays and Wednesdays are full. I think I want to write a book. 
Now, a book is, is sort of intrinsically a more vehicle because you could sell a million books. Now, chasing a million books, I think, can quickly become uh, sort of wreck all the other good mental health and peace of mind that I have. But it's it's saying, I have enough. Now, what can I easily, gently, and from a great state of mind pursue that is different from the current enoughness in the form of my coaching inventory? Maybe that's writing a book. I will also admit right now I'm engaged in an ongoing spirited debate with myself about a membership which is funny because a lot of that debate is me saying to myself, oh, so you're special. The rules don't apply to you. Everything you say doesn't apply to you, but it applies to everyone else. And then I go around in circles. That's me being very, you know, human. Like that's just what I do. There may be a place at some point in my business for a membership, maybe. But not because I'm trying to escape from my one-on-one business. If I were to launch a membership at some point, I would hope that my mindset would be, I think this is the best way to serve these people in these particular, uh, dealing with these particular problems. I think a membership is the way I want to pursue that, but it's not because, oh, I got to hurry up and get my membership going. So I don't have all these coaching appointments. Absolutely not. I don't know whether I'm going to be doing Tuesday, Wednesday inventory for the rest of my life, but I know that today. The idea of pursuing Tuesday, Wednesday inventory for the rest of my life brings up no friction in me, no anxiety, no despair, no dread. Tuesday, Wednesday could be my day job when I'm 86 years old. And today that doesn't bring anything up, anything negative up for me. If I, if I pursue a membership or writing books or a podcast, that's more mass market all of those things can happen, but they have to, for me, they have to be grounded in this clean, peaceful inventory, one-on-one coaching inventory. You'll tell me whether you think that means I'm talking out both sides of my mouth, but it makes sense to me. It's, it's taking that same peace of mind that I have and applying it in other areas. So my, my invitation today, and it is just an invitation. Uh, everybody gets to do a business however you want, and I'm going to cheer for you regardless. My invitation is to consider committing to a very specific inventory and building your week around that inventory, selling that inventory, and then being there for a minute or a month or a year. And just experiencing that, experiencing what that's like, and then building from there. And with that, I would love to chat with any of you who would love to chat with me. Holly, are you here? Oh, yes. Hi. Yes. Yeah, this is just all so interesting because when I hear you say set your inventory, and it could be as little as you want. I have been a stay-at-home mom. Uh, currently, I have, you know, a, a three-month-old. So my inventory would be very, very limited. And if I think about saying I'm available two hours a week, right? Two, mm-hmm. uh, two these two two hours. Um, immediately, what comes up is like that's not even a real business. Like you're not even. Good. How do you even get better as a coach if you only coach two hours a week? And like all of that chatter starts to come up. So it, it's just interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. This is um, one of the best, one of the benefits of setting inventory is that it will give you an opportunity to work through those ideas and those questions. Because if you don't set an inventory, does that change those things in any meaningful way? No. 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 It just lets you keep pretending that those issues aren't, that those challenges aren't challenges. It lets you sort of push that off in the future. And you may not be this way, Holly, I'm this way, where if I don't give myself that sort of constraint, then I just, I mean, I truly ricochet around a hundred ideas and I could do this and I could do that. And 
it's for me, it's exhausting. I mean, yeah. it's just exhausting. Yeah. And I, you know, just having had this last baby with make six kids for me, it's, it's been like, how am I even going to make this work? You know, like, how am I going to even fit coaching into my life? But if I can be like, I coach these two hours and I hire a babysitter for those two hours, it's done. Like it's, it, it, it alleviates all of the drama. Like that's it. Amen. So thank you for, for that. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it up. I mean, that never, that never goes away or it never goes away by default because truly a person who's making $2 million and working 50 hours a week can decide that she wants to make $5 million and that she's going to work 70 hours a week. So this thing never it never ends on its own. It only ends when we end it. And so, yeah, I think it'd be kind of beautiful you just, for you to say, my business is two hours per week. I get to define what a real business is. You also asked a great question, by the way, it maybe isn't a topic for today, but when you said, how will I improve as a coach if I'm only working two hours a week? That's a powerful question. And I think if you, within the context of your two hours of inventory, if you then ask yourself, how do I improve as a coach when I only have two hours of inventory and just be with that question for a few months and maybe work with your coach on that question. And hopefully they're a good coach and they don't say stupid things. <laughs> hopefully they don't. I think that you could have amazing insights that would come from here's how I can grow as a coach with only two hours a week of inventory. I love that you brought that up. That actually is, I think that's a really powerful question for all of us because I'm actually quick sidebar. I'm actually having the same thought right now. I just mentioned my desire to work with couples and, and my brain went to, okay, my inventory is Tuesday, Wednesday. That's going to mean shifting some marketing to Thursday mornings. So for example, these calls will shift to Thursday mornings as of January. Um, Thursday mornings will be for marketing. Fridays are sacred. Friday is as sacred to me at this point, pretty much as a Sunday. I do not schedule on Fridays. Mondays and Thursdays, what are we doing on Mondays and Thursdays? And then I think, well, I really want to get some time in with couples every week for free. I don't even care if I get paid on those. I probably will, but I don't care. I want to work with couples, I think. Well, I'm gonna have to open up some time and say, that's learning time now. And if I couldn't, if I physically couldn't give that time to couples, then I would say that's going to be study time, maybe evening study time. I'm going to read Gottman's books. I'm going to, I'm going to absorb, you know, Jennifer from Lace and Fife's materials. I'm going to go to relationship experts. And if I don't have active hours to give to couples, I can, I can have some of my own hours to dedicate to study. That's why your question as a, as the mom of a newborn with two hours a week is this, we all have that question. We just have different constraints, you know, within which we're asking that question. So I really appreciate it, Holly. Jenny Lakeman, did anybody else's hand go up? I don't think so. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I have like several thoughts and I think I'm trying to constrain on like, what's the thing that would provide value to those here. And also like, <laughs> um, you can coach me on this. So I, I went to an event last weekend. Most of you probably know what the event is. And I went to the event just being like, I'm just here to meet people and network. And like, I'm not here to set any big goals or anything. But as I sat through that event, of course, it was like, wow, I realized that the goal that I've set for myself for next year I already know that I'm going to reach it mm. and like, what more could I achieve? And, and so I'm in this place of like, I'm really excited about my new goal that I set and also, you know, in kind of the freaking out mode too. And it's just, I'm trying to like sit back and like watch myself think about it. And your conversation around like sufficiency versus the desire to like pursue and grow 
like that, I, I was finding like dissonance in it when you were talking about, it. I'm like, well, but I know that what I have is enough, but I also really want to like grow and pursue this. And I think that what you talked about last though is key, like a more grounded in enough, <laughs> like that resonated a lot. And so it's not that I'm not wanting to continue getting more of my agency clients, my one-to-one projects, yeah. but it's also that I want to, in addition to that, grow my course and like have that kind of income. So anyway, I know that's. <laughs> and maybe start coaching other agency owners. Right. That's, that's my long-term goal for sure. So you're, you're a great example of somebody who, um, you know, your business is not a second income business. You're the primary, you're the earner in your household. So you, for me, you make a great example because you have an amazing day job and you've built it beautifully to where it's like a day job that doesn't require a ton of you day to day, which is exactly, you know, what I would wish for anybody. Um, so you can be pursuing more grounded and enough. You're the reason everybody that Jenny's giving us a great example here is because Jenny's pursuit of new growth you can probably hear it in how she's talking about in how she's, she's talking. It's not, I want to get more money. I'm trying to get more validation. I'm trying to prove that I'm worthy. It's just, Oh, there are interesting things that I want to explore. I want to grow as a person, more money will come with it. Great. More money's great. We're not anti-money, but it's not coming from a place of lack. As far as I can, I mean, as however well I know you, that's my opinion of you. Mm -hmm. Um, this is not about, and, and I have, <laughs> I have lots of experience with people who I think are, are into the multiple millions, still trying to prove they're worthy, still trying to prove that they're valid. That's not going to pan out. What you're describing is because you have this amazing day job in the form of your business, you could even pursue some of these things and not care about getting paid for them for a while because you don't need money. And that's a powerful position to be in. Right. It's not really about, oh, how much can I profit from this? It's more about, okay, how can I not shoot myself in the foot by spending too much on Facebook ads as I try to grow this or whatever, you know? Totally. Like yes. You, yeah. You get to create, <laughs> you know, pursue a new game. You get to set the rules for that game. And hopefully my suggestion would be that you set the rules and, and some of those, the big rules for the new game you're going to play would be, I still don't want to work. Like, I don't want my life to go from being great to being terrible in terms of how much I'm working or when I'm working or what I'm doing. None of that is required of you. Mm -hmm. So don't wreck your life. <laughs> like, I, yeah, for real. Like, it's not just about the time commitment, but it's also about, for me, I have the thought that like growing my business and scaling and doing like paid ads, which is kind of like you with memberships. I'm like, I kind of said I would never do paid ads. And now I'm like thinking about them. <laughs> um, we just have to eat our words sometimes is I get to eat my words I, all of the time. It's great. I'm willing to be wrong about paid ads. <laughs> um, that's the thought that I'm practicing. So it's, it's more that I have the thought that scaling my business also means like sacrificing in terms of like culture internally and also yes. like um, culture externally, like how I'm presenting myself and using yeah. tactics that are more fear-based, which is like totally not what I'm like into. So I'm like, I need, I'm going to, that's part of the game. It's like, how can I do this in a way that is true to, and we use the words authentic, but like legitimately authentic yeah. to like me as a human being. And it's just going to be interesting to see how I can do that if that's possible. <laughs> If you were to, you, I, I would be shocked if you did this, but you're the boss and you do whatever you want. You could abandon your day job and pursue some of these new ideas. I don't think you'll probably do that, but I have over the years, I have had clients quit their day job, both their literal day, either their literal day job or their metaphorical day job in the one, in the, in the form of a thriving one-on-one -on -one coaching practice. And all the positive things I talked about having confidence with my inventory sold out, the reverse is just as true and maybe stronger where I've seen people go from confident, present, authentic, 
then they abandon their day job and they go into a launch-based business with groups or a membership or whatever it is, and then they fall apart. And they get grabby, they start chasing, they're not sleeping at night, they're going into debt. And it's it's like, why, why? Why did we do this? Keep your day job. Keep your day job. Build from that. You may eventually evolve naturally away from that day job. I It's possible that at some point in the future, I'm like, yeah, I'm just new things. I've evolved away from one-on-one coaching. Of course that can happen. But I never want to be saying, oh, I got really excited about this membership. So I stopped doing my one-on-one coaching. Oh man, I feel sick to my stomach saying it out loud. I've seen it too many times. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying pursuing more from a place of enough. It's keeping Mm -hmm. the literal or the metaphorical day job and growing from that. And again, to drive the point home, the metaphorical day job can be uh, like Holly's two hour per week thriving coaching practice. Mm -hmm. So it's great to talk to you as always, Jenny. And I think you're going to build cool stuff. Anybody else I can chat with? Does anybody else feel very resistant to the idea of this, of this inventory of, of who, who feels panicky at the idea of turning away from a client who wants them to coach outside their defined inventory? Who's like, yeah, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I would never do that. I'll chat. I've got a lot of different thoughts on this. Mark, can you hear me? There you are. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Um, I can, I can hear you, but your video is frozen. So I don't know. That might be on my end. My video Um, froze again? So so it could just be me. I don't want to assume that for everyone, but, um, so I, gosh, I just have so many thoughts. Um, I agree with everything that you're saying. I, don't have any resistance to any of it. I struggle with the uh, coaching people outside of my inventory because, you know, people pleasing tendencies and wanting to help everyone. But I also currently have, so my inventory in my own coaching business is pretty limited because I work in customer support at the life coach school. I coach in another coach's business. And so I really am pretty limited but I think the thing that I struggle the most with, and you said um, it only ends when we end it. And immediately my brain went to like the 100K goal. Like I am so, I have, I have been so pressured for like make 100K in a year, make 100K in a year. And yeah. part of this last year, what I've learned is like, I just went back to that work more. Like, well, I'll just work in this job and this job and this job. But I, I stretch myself too thin and that I am exhausted. And then I'm like, okay, I really have no inventory left because I don't have the energy. I want to give more energy to fewer clients and do that well, instead of trying to like open up more inventory or take on more jobs or more coaching or more, more, more just to try to meet that goal. So that's the thing I struggle with the most is like just letting go of that and being okay with the inventory that I have right now, because these other jobs that I have are keeping, you know, the lights on in my rent paid because it is just me. So I do have to like pay for everything. So I think just letting go of, this is where I'm struggling the most, like keeping, being willing to keep those and keep the inventory limited for now let go of the hundred K thing for now and just focus on what is enough. What can my energy do? What, and that be it. And there's a lot of resistance to that. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's resistance. Okay. So that's, that's great. Coaching opportunity is, is now that you know that that's where your resistance is, Mm -hmm. you can go to work. Um, And by the way, going to work can mean, not changing anything. I'm, you can be like, no, actually I'm going to, I'm going to feel good in this state. I'm, you don't have to change. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad you brought this up because you, 
you're you're going to probably eventually want to transition out of lower per hour, lower paying per hour work to higher paying per hour work. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure that actually uh, being in supported life coach school can, could be great. I, I don't know. And I don't know anymore because it's been a long time since I worked there, but that's probably not super high per hour work. Right. You probably make more when you coach. I, I would assume I would hope. Yes. What you can do, you can do a couple of things. One practical thing you can do is build a big pile of cash. Okay. And that pile of cash, not that I even necessarily would hope that you have to use it, but it can be another thing that sort of becomes an anchor for your confidence. So that if you were ever to say, I'm ready to make the leap, I'm going to move on from life coach school. Even though Mark just said, keep your literal and your metaphorical day job. I'm eventually going to leave my day job. That is my goal. You can do that with two, um, two kinds of support for yourself. One is the big pile of cash. And the second is a wait list. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even thought of that. So you can absolutely, and all of us can do this. I would now like, now that I feel, you know, quote unquote full, I feel as, ex as excited as ever about working with the people who are reaching out. And it's not a ton of people. It's just this nice, steady trickle. But I want to engage with that nice, steady trickle of people. And I want to start working with them to say, okay, I think I'm going to have availability this month or that month, this time. And I'm going to build a wait list. If you had that kind of wait list and you could say, oh, I actually have enough people on the wait list. And I have 80% confidence that that wait list will translate into this much money in this period of time. Then you can say, I'm not going to get grabby and desperate and scared. I'm going to put in my notice at my day job, but I'm going to transition smoothly into spending more of my weekly hours in coaching. The mm -hmm. wait list can be the mechanism for doing that. Yeah. I really like that. I, I haven't even thought about that. I have thought so much about just like, oh, I need to, I need to open up more time in the limited time that I have now and stretch myself even thinner. And then that's mm. the way to solve it instead of this is the inventory I have. And then I start a wait list and just keep that and let the wait list be, yeah, a way to kind of prepare for that. That's even better. It takes, um, <laughs> I don't know about how you react to it. Other people might hear the idea of a wait list. They're like, wait list. How could I have a wait list? I don't, nobody even wants to work with me now, let alone later. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the idea of a wait list, even declaring that you would create a wait list is such an expression of belief in yourself. Yeah. I would encourage Holly and people like Holly or anybody who's like, my inventory is Thursdays at 9am and 10am. And then everyone else will go on a wait list. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to have a guest on the podcast sometime in the next couple of months. And that's her story. And you all know her, but that's her story. And it was really powerful for her to pursue her business that way. So I just want to float that as a, as a possibility for all of us is let the wait list up or, or if it's not a wait list, a possibility list, a short list of, of, I personally maintain uh, some awareness around, oh, I would love to coach with her. I would love to work with her. I, I would love to have, you know, work with that person. And I've already started to tell some of these people, Hey, just so you know, I don't know what your plans are in 2023, but I would love to work with you in 2023. And then they can say, Oh, what does that look like? Oh, well, it looks like probably this fee and probably these days. And right now I don't, I can't really fit you in yet, but I just want you to know that I would love to work with you. By the way, that's so flattering when you say that to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, and, and I'm saying it sincerely. I'm never lying. I don't, <laughs> I don't say that to people I'm not excited to work with. Yeah. So it's like a possibility list. It's a short list. It's like, these are the people I think I could work with and they've expressed some interest in working with me. Okay, now I've got some momentum building. Mm -hmm. I really like that. That's great. A possibility list. And it, it has me thinking more in the future about, um, taking care of myself instead of being really kind of panicky in the present of, 
just opening up more space and spreading yeah. myself more and more thin that that's not ideal and i i couldn't seem to solve that in my own brain but this definitely helped thank you well I, and i appreciate bringing up the point i, I have a, a good friend who we're going to feature him on the podcast in two weeks and as we've talked about coaching he said look be thoughtful about how much inventory you open because i as your client if i'm your client he's not my client but if i'm your client I don't want to be your 12th call of the day. Yeah. I don't want to come into the call and you're ragged. And -hmm. the first thing you say to me is like, oh man, I'm tired. (laughs) No, I want you to be like present, focused, centered, energized. So yeah, I think you're working pretty hard and I respect it. And I think you've already identified that if you go too much longer down that path, then you suffer, but then actually also your clients suffer. Yes. And that's the thing that I'm noticing is that it affects more than just me. And that's where I'm like, nope, can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're awesome. Be patient with yourself and for whatever it's worth, um, who cares about a hundred thousand dollars, you're going to pass $100,000 and it'll be the most normal, natural Thursday afternoon. (laughs) You'll be like, Oh, I made a hundred thousand dollars. Good. I knew I was going to, and here I am. I did it. Thank you. (laughs) Anybody else I can chat with quickly before we sign off till next week? Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here live. It's so great to have. I do so much better with a live audience than if I'm just, you know, yelling enthusiastically at the walls of my office. So thank you for coming. We'll talk next week and the week after that, and then we'll break for the holidays till January. Have an amazing week. Talk to you soon.